You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. So, if we're ready, I believe we can start. And welcome, listeners, to Geekiest Show Ever, Episode 152. And I need to start out by saying something right off the bat. I have to apologize to the listeners. Uh, there was a show actually recorded on July 3rd that should be dropping at any day now that because of work and life and me being a screw-up occasionally, <laughs> I didn't get it edited and get it put up to uh, to Mark to do the posting. So you'll, you'll be getting that a little late, and then we're recording this two weeks later because life interrupted. And when I say we, it's we in the two sense because our other co-host... We have back with us, once again, who's actually becoming more of the regular co-host, because Mark's a pain in the ass and doesn't like to talk anymore. But uh, we have Mike back with us today. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. Mark, not like to talk? Oh, boy, that's... <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, that, that that boggles my mind. I can't even wrap my head around that, because he... Uh, he loves to talk, so I don't know, maybe he's talking to all those college people or wherever, or university or whatever they call it down there. He's at uni. He's probably talking to all the college co-eds knowing him. Okay, we'll see how well that sets with Gretel. But uh, Gretel will be fine with it because she knows that he has the look-but-don't-touch uh, uh, policy. Okay, well, that's cool. So she's good with that, so... Uh, yeah, uh, I, I have to apologize. It is totally my fault that we're late recording this and late getting it out to the listeners. So that's all on me, gang. My apologies. But I am going to subtract, oh, 640 million geek points from Mark because I was late getting it out. And I'll give half of those to Mike. And I'll divide the other half up between Tim Chatton. Um, let's see. We can also give some to Dorothy Yamamoto. Mm. And um, let's see, who else? The rest of you listeners divide up the rest of them. I'm, I'm good with that. They come out of Mark's bucket, half go to Mike, and the rest go to everybody else. So, Okay. Well, you know, he keeps subtracting points from him. Eventually, isn't there going to be a black hole that forms around uh, uh, Uranus and suck in all the Klingons or something? Or That's exactly what it'll do. It'll bring the Klingons right into Uranus, and that's where it's going to end up. And we went there early, but anyway. Well, it's better to get it over with and out of the way quickly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's, and then on top of it, folks, and I'm not complaining, just to let you know, Mike and I have both had kind of a rough week. Uh, we were actually going to record last night, and then I was totally wiped out when I got home, and he was kind of tired, and I think he'd had a bad day. So, busy day at work, you know, came home, I had to stop, and I had to go in someplace. And I went to step over the curb, and I face-planted right on the sidewalk. I, my face missed the sidewalk by about two inches. But for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you can see the giant raspberry I now have on the, uh, on my, on the outside of my left knee. It's just, it's just beautiful, folks. And it's one of those things where it looks awful, hurts terrible, but really isn't a serious injury. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's those that... Uh... You know, it's not a horrible injury, but it does hurt. You can't get a lot of sympathy for that. I mean, yeah, if there was blood splurt, spurting and bones sticking out, yeah, you could get some sympathy. Sympathy, and for people throwing things at you. Yeah, I think I just knocked my remote down. Um, I think the uh, the of course the first thing in true geek fashion, folks. The first two things I checked were 
my glasses to make sure I wasn't going to trip over anything else and to make sure I hadn't broken my iPhone. Those were the first two things I checked, regardless what else. Then as I got up, I checked my knees, you know, to see how they were, my pants, you know, because I had on a pair of dress slacks, so I didn't want to tear them up. Well, yeah, screw your personal safety. Make sure the iPhone's okay. Yeah, really. I mean, I'll heal. The iPhone will have to be replaced if it's broken. But yeah, I'm glad to say it survived just fine, thankfully. Um, I'm a little worse for the wear, but I'll heal up and hair over eventually. So it's all good. Well, yeah, as long as you don't get hurt, that's fine. And you know, you're not as bad as my daughter. I don't think she listens to the podcast. So I can say this: uh, she's tripped over white lines before, so we've kidded her about that. <laughs> we used to have a girl, uh, and she swore it was her shoes, and I know it was. But she used to be walking through the office occasionally, and she'd just trip. I mean, nothing to the floor, just carpet. She'd be walking along and trip, and we go, oh, Melinda. And she, <laughs> we said, Melinda, was it a wild night last night? <laughs> yeah, the effect's still lingering or something. <laughs> well, yeah, and, you know, like I say, my daughter can trip over a white line, but she was uh, she uh, is was the one on the dance team. So, I mean, I don't know. Go figure. Well, it's, those, it's that confusing walking, breathing thing. It just gets tough to do at times. Well, yeah, you know, sometimes you throw thinking in there, maybe talking. It's multitasking. It gets a little uh, little complicated sometimes. So, well, Yeah, it's just like me trying to walk, talk, and chew gum at the same time. Something's not going to work. That's a three-legged stool waiting to have one removed. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. And, and speaking of three-legged stools, I had, oh, yes. I'm talking about stools, the kind you sit on. Okay. The, the, uh, the, the, Mike and I were chatting back and forth about different things. And there's, there's always a joke or not joke. There's the colloquialisms that people have in different parts of the country. Mark and I have talked about different things, you know, what a phrase means in Australia versus what it means here. And Mike knows uh, the one about when you say pants to our UK listeners, uh, and friends, they're thinking underpants. We're thinking trousers. So I thought it might be fun, and, and you know, that's across countries. I mean, you know, countries thousands of miles apart. I mean, because they always say the UK and the United States are, are, are two people separated by a common language. So, I mean, you know, it's always that. So there's always those kinds of things. But in the United States itself, for those people that don't live here, there can be a vast difference in what things are said and how they're taken, uh, you know, in different parts of the country and the phrases. So I thought it might be fun to talk about a few of those things. And one of the first ones I threw out there, only because I don't know if Mike knows all the details, but is the phrase that I use a lot. And in case people don't know, I am from the South, Southeastern United States. And I will say how, how, howdy y'all or hi y'all or something like that or night y'all. And it's, it's really something I've tried to cut out of my speech, but I can't. But I didn't know if Mike knew the whole etymology, I guess is the appropriate term, of that phrase and where it came from. No, you know, I, you know, I imagine it's a contraction of uh, uh, how are you all uh, or something to that effect. But Well, it is. It, it was, it's a contraction of you all. So it's plural second person. If I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly. Oh, this sounds like an English lesson. It, it might be. Okay. Oops, stand by. You might learn. <laughs> Don't make me diagram it. it uh, yes, you will be a diagramming sentences. I, mean, I never could do that shit in school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It never made any sense to me, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, 
It's actually a contraction of a Scotch-Irish phrase. Ooh, all right. Uh, called ye, ye all, or something like that. And it, it basically means the same thing, but it eventually molded into, and because of the South and the, you know, the different, the slang and the drawl that Southerners have, it turned into y'all, which was actually the contraction of you all. So the phrase actually traces back to the Irish and the Scottish. I think it goes back about 400 years or so, and, and the evolution of the phrase, which I find funny. Because then also, I live close enough to Pennsylvania that we have a lot of uh, people that move down here from Pennsylvania jobs or for whatever reason, and they have the phrase yuns. Yuns? Yuns. Mm. Like, y- yuns come over here. Like you ones or you you guys or whatever it is, and they'll say yuns come over here. Now I could not find anything directly related to that phrase when I tried to look that one up. Well, and you know you mentioned this yesterday about a possible subject. We actually bought um, this is a local book. I was going to try to see what the publication date was in here. Uh, I want to say it's like you know maybe from the nineties or something like this, but it's a book that we bought. Um, and it's called How to Speak Midwestern. Ah, y'all bought a nice book there. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, and so the, the introduction here, it's a big thing cue. Uh, some of this is going to be hard to do because it's more visual than it is uh, verbal. But, uh, you know, it's a big thank you uh, to uh, Chris Baker and uh, on these other guys. And they helped me with my book, Morin. Uh, uh, anyone else. So, uh, you know, it's got a whole bunch of those in here. You know, kind of the way that we kind of, uh, us Midwesterners, we'll get a little sloppy sometimes, like, uh, uh, you know, the way we pronounce things. Like, uh, we have one here, it's called Anja. You know, Anja threw in the uh, turlet yet? <laughs> Anja. That's good. Yeah, Anja. Yeah. Anja. Uh, yeah, and then you got like uh, Arizona. You know, it's a state down there. Oh, we we've got one like that. The, I live near the capital of the United States. What's the name of the capital of the United States, Mike? Oh, Washington D.C. No, Washington. Washington. Yeah, yeah. Washington. Washington. Yeah, it's kind of like the difference between wrestling and wrestling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Professional wrestling is something you do. Wrestling is something you do in high school. That's right. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Uh, alimony. Um, Payments for the crime of the heart. After I pay my alley money, I'm nearly broke. <laughs> Y'all got to pay up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you got, uh, you got, and I'm just randomly flipping through here, whatever page I'm stopping on, so there's no rhyme or reason to this. You got a dish. A dish. You know, dish, particularly tasty food. Uh, or else, or the alternate uh, definition is a pretty woman. Ah, yes. Yeah. She's a real dish. Deesh, yes. Yeah. Okay, that said too fast, that'd come out really bad for the fairer sex. Um, then you got one like, uh, mm, yeah, then uh, eye-opener and enlightenment. The story that about Mildred's lifestyle is a real eye-opener. So, well, Now, that one I hear used around here some. Yeah, and like I say, so I, I think some of these were filler. Um, uh, oh, yeah, here's, uh, here's one. Get her goat. <clears throat> To tease a woman, you can get her goat by talking about her slow driving. Ah, yeah. yeah. Now, here's another one I know comes down out of Pennsylvania. Uh, you ever heard of putting the smear shingles on the table? Smear shingles? Smear things. Oh, smear things. 
No. That's your, it can be jelly, oh. butter, uh, you know, anything that you would smear on a piece of bread. But it's, okay. the Pennsylvania Dutch will say schmear. Well, that almost sounds sort of Yiddish-like. Um, it, yeah, it probably has some of that in it, too. Well, yeah, and, you know, uh, and I do have this, not that I'm, you know, necessarily good, but I do have this kind of affection for, like, Yiddish words. Some of them I find kind of interesting, like chutzpah. And oh. just, to say it correctly, you got to get a certain amount of spit in there. Chutzpah. Yeah. Chutzpah. Yeah, it's like you're spitting on the ground because it's sort of a term of contempt. Um, you know, the way I like to describe it is uh, a definition of chutzpah would be the guy that uh, goes into work, takes the company vehicle, goes down to the uh, bar, gets drunk, and then wraps it around the flag or a, a tree somewhere, and then goes back in and demands a pay raise. That's a certain amount of chutzpah. You ain't kidding. Also, <laughs> a certain amount of cojones. But. Yeah. <laughs> But, well, you know, it's funny, you talk about the Yiddish words, a guy I work with, uh, he's uh, Yiddish, or his grandmother was Yiddish, I guess, I think that's what Seth said, yeah, his grandmother was Yiddish, and he's been teaching me Yiddish terms, because he and I banter back and forth at times when we're working, and uh, he, he's been trying to teach me some, but I never seem to be able to remember him, and he always gets after me when I don't remember him, if I don't say him right, so... Oy vey, Kevin, you got to work on this stuff. Oy vey, that one I know. That comes from yeah. movies. You see that one, or right? And that's probably where I picked up most of this. It's not like I, you know, actually know somebody. Now, like my mom used to work when she lived out in Michigan. She used to work for Jewish families there, so she did bring some of uh, um, their not a lot of their phraseology, but she, you know, tell me about some of them and told me about some of their traditions and that sort of stuff. So, you know, even though I'm a, you know, a, a Lutheran Midwesterner out here, I do, uh, kind of understand some of the, the, some of the Jewish traditions and some of that stuff. So I'm not like, you know, completely ignorant of this stuff. Well, now I'll give you another one. The, the stuff you drink that's fizzy kind of flavored water. <laughs> what do you call that? Well, normally we'd call it pop, but I have my daughter trained because uh, she would go, Dad, can I have a pop? And they said, why? You already have me. What do you need another one for? <laughs> so now she calls but it um, soda. soda. Yeah, but don't bump. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point, too, where it's soda corn, not popcorn, just because we're going to avoid that because I love to torture my daughter. And I can't imagine why. Poor Emily. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's like, Dad. But uh, now see around here. And you don't have to go much further south in Virginia than I am. You might have a Pepsi Cola or a Coca Cola. Well, yeah, and, you know, you start getting into like regional delicacies, and around here we have things uh, called Rocky Mountain oysters. Well, we have those here. Okay, yeah. Except we just call uh, them mountain oysters. Mountain oysters. Yeah, see, we always call them Rocky Mountain oysters. We're not too far away from the Rockies. And considering that South Dakota, except when you get up to the Black Hills, is probably about as flat as a pancake, uh, you know, just that's the nearest mountain range. So we just kind of call them Rocky Mountain oysters or something stupid. Yeah, and for people that don't know what that is, that is <laughs> cooked pig testicles. Well, actually, I hear it was bulls, but, you know. Well, yeah, I've heard it used for yeah. them, too. Or if I'm trying to be gentle and not, you know, uh, throw out the testicle word, I'll just kind of tell them and see how smart they are, too. I said, you know, it's the difference between a bull and a steer, and we'll just see if they put two and two together there. Actually, it's just two and zero together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, it ends up, it's it's two minus two, which leaves you with zero. (laughs) Yeah, it goes from two to zero, so yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, and then, uh, and then, you know, and of course, being a true Southern, I have my sweet tea. I drink my sweet tea. Yeah, see, we don't, uh, around here, people do uh, sun tea. That's a thing that's kind of catching on. But, uh, you know, mostly around here, the, the, our thing is, is like uh, coffee. And, you know, Lutherans, uh, we, we love our coffee uh, because there's the joke, uh, you know, the church burns down, somebody rushes back in to uh, save the coffee pot. So. <laughs> That's pretty nice, you know, because most people would think you were calling a girl sweetie, but no, it's sweet tea. You have ah. to use your sweet tea. So uh, I'm trying to think. There was another one I was thinking of the other day that I had. Oh, uh, oh, crap. That's the one I was thinking. Oh, the phrase that uh, my grandmother and my mom uses and I use sometimes, it's thank you ever so kindly. Mm. Okay. That you know, instead of just saying thank you or anything, it comes out yeah. thank you ever so kindly. That sounds like a southernism. Yeah. If that's a word, but Yeah. A, col- a it, southern colloquialism we'll say. Qu- yeah, you try to say colloquialism. Colloqu- like, co- now you can't now I can't say it, damn it. Colloquialism. Yeah. Well, my problem is that I try to say it my my denture slides around here, so I would get all kinds of weird sounds out. But um, you know, there's one that I heard, and I uh, I think I first heard it. Uh, sometimes I'll uh, Darren Kitchen will be on uh, Tom Merritt's uh, um, Tech News Today show, and he'll use a phrase that uh, I I'm starting to hear a little bit more. But basically, you're giving a set of instructions to people, and you get to the last step, and then you say, "Bob's your uncle," and you're done. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Uh, I, I did a little quick research, you know, in Wikipedia, the font of all knowledge. Really <laughs> didn't have a good uh, definition for it. Maybe it came from England or something like that. That's where um, I heard it came from. Yeah, something about maybe a prime minister or maybe to be related to a uh, prime minister. Maybe it was an important um, uh, general or something like that. Uh, but basically it's something uh, – to signify that something is fairly easy to do or something, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like uh, and it's done and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, that's the that's right. Now our 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 uh, our UK listeners feel free to correct us on this because <laughs> we we could be completely. Peter uh, Bird, please jump in there if we're saying that completely wrong. And see, Peter, I remembered your name this time too. <laughs> so, but, okay. the the mind is working this week then. Yeah, the mind's engaged. The rest of the body apparently is. <laughs> my brain was in the door when I fell. <laughs> oh, my. Well, we got done with work today, and I came home, and my body just kind of said, you know what, it's the weekend, screw you, I'm checking out. <laughs> so I took a nice long nap this afternoon. Uh, all right, so now let's think. Uh, what's I said uh, thank you ever so kindly. Um, of course, there's y'all come back now. You hear yeah, you hear. Y'all come back now. Yeah. You hear. Uh, that's actually I've heard that used. I've used it myself occasionally. Uh, what's the other one? I was thinking of another one today that I I don't use much anymore. I finally broke myself of doing. Ah, crap! Teaches me for not writing something down. Uh, I don't know. I can't think now. I hate when I draw a blank. Like that. That's <laughs> well, you know, a brain fart. <laughs> yeah. And you know, apparently, I am in a fairly gaseous state a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> but you know, a lot of the uh, the southern southern colloquialisms, yeah, that word uh, that I picked up came from like watching Hee Haw. Uh, that show was pretty good for a lot of those. Yeah, and I'll have to say that 
there's a lot of those that I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, the Grand Old Opry and... Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I've been to the... Well, I've been next to the Grand Old Opry. The hotel I stayed in in Nashville had the Grand Old Opry hooked to it. Or the new Grand Old Opry, because the old Grand Old Opry is not in use anymore. It's just a tourist attraction. Yeah, the Ryman Theater. Yeah, Ryman Auditorium. Auditorium. Oh, I know what it was. Let's go churching today. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, we're going churching today. Does that mean to go to church? Yep. Okay. I've never quite heard it uh, uh, made into a uh, uh, verb Verb. before. Yeah. You need to spend more time in the South. We can turn anything into a verb. (laughs) That's, That's why I could never diagram a damn sentence in school then. Because I could never find the verbs or the adverbs because everything was a damn verb. <laughs> but yeah, so your diagram was just kind of flat. Yeah, much yeah. like my brain waves. Well, you know, uh, the, the stereotype of the South is, uh, you know, in some areas that the family tree didn't branch, well, your diagram didn't branch, so. Yeah, no, that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was what I was trying to think of. But I don't hear that said too much anymore, and I broke myself of saying that. I said, let's go to church, or we're going to church. Not let's go churching today, or let's or we're going churching tomorrow, or something like that. Well, the uh, uh, other custodian I work with, we work together during the summer working on projects and stuff, and we just get half silly sometimes because, you know, we're doing manual labor, and it's kind of boring sometimes. So we'll just sit there and say stupid things and um we just sometimes we'll, you know, again, our brain will lock up and we'll just say things like, you know, we're going to go uh, fix that city downy thing, otherwise known as a chair or something like that. Or, <laughs> and, I was gonna say, and I said, what, you know, a city downy, is that like Robert Downey's uh, uh, brother or something <laughs> like that? Or The one from the other side of the tracks. <laughs> yeah, you know, we just go off on weird tangents like that. And the scary part is he gets my humor. So the guy ought to be concerned that he... You know, he's in my territory. Oh, you, you talk about doing something like that. One of my uh, my best friends, not one of, but my best friend growing up, he's best man at my wedding and all that, and we're still best friends. Uh, he and I, I mean, we hung out together so much, we did so much together that we developed our own little, and we didn't do it on purpose. It was from seeing movies like Cheech and Chong, you know, Animal House, and all oh. this, all that kind of stuff. We developed our own dialect, and nothing pisses off my wife more than when he and I get together, and we don't even do it on purpose. We drop down into that, and we will start talking like that. And people look at us like, "What the hell is wrong with you two?" Because we, 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 you know, we'll say something about uh, what's the what's the one we used to say all the time that drove my wife crazy. Um, oh, we had a different phrase for running out. Oh, we. We were going to do something to the store. Oh, it's been so long ago now, I can't remember. That's a sign of really old age. Damn it. <laughs> um, but we, you know, and we even talked, we talked in shorthand too, because we kind of knew each other that well. I mean, you grow up in a small town, you know each other so well, we didn't even talk in complete sentences. And that drove people crazy too. It drives his mother crazy when we do it around her. She just well, tells us to leave. Okay. I kind of wish my wife would use complete sentences sometimes. Or I'd, uh, I, my pet peeve with her is I'd like to st- strike pronouns from her vocabulary because quite often she'll s- just start out saying something about, well, she went and did that, and I'm, who? 
read, you know, she makes this automatic assumption that I can just read her mind and know what she's talking about. Well, sorry, my radar doesn't work that well. Oh, I, I used to have, my mother used to start halfway through a story and then expect me to catch up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. It's like, what the hell are you talking about, woman? <laughs> she said, well, I told, I said, no, you didn't. Well, and sometimes my wife tells me that I just talk too much, so I guess that's why I do podcasts. Yeah, that yeah, that's probably why we both do it, actually. Oh yeah, we uh, talk uh, shorthand the stuff that uh, Dean and I used to talk in. The other problem I had was I had for a long time at work I had one of our admin assistants that we we didn't have computers for everybody in the group, so uh, in my job I had to write I had to write a lot of letters, you know, commenting on. Uh, construction drawings and things like that so we had a yellow pad you were just writing letters well the one administrative assistant who was a good friend and we were good friends we're still friends uh got to the point where i could write in my own shorthand i didn't have to write complete sentences and she knew what i meant when i was doing and we're talking handwritten letters that were like 20 pages long then she'd go to type them up and she knew. I mean, I still wasn't writing complete sentences. And then occasionally when Sheila was not there and I'd have to hand it over to one of the other admin assistants, they'd go, what the hell is this? <laughs> then you had to translate. Yeah, then I had to go back and help. It was like, oh. Of course, then they got all of us computers. We had to type our own letters. <laughs> well, then you just get text expander and go from there. Well, at that point in time, we didn't. When I say they got us computers, we didn't have computers. We had terminals. Oh, and they went to a mainframe, so he oh. didn't really have the option of text. And I don't think anything like Text Expander existed back in the. That would have been the mid. Excuse me, the mid to late eighties. Oh my, the computer dark ages. Yes, very much so. And uh, we were, I think the first thing we were using was an IBM System Thirty Six. Yeah, it was a System 36 mini or mainframe, so that was, yeah, there was no text expander. There was barely a keyboard with a period, and, you know, again, we've talked about this umpteen times, you and I have, and Mark and I have, black screen, green text, that was it. Yep. <laughs> well, I can I can even remember when I was taking typing in high school, I think some of those typewriters, I don't think they had a one on there, you just, the L and the one was interchangeable. Oh, yeah, that's when... Uh, when I took typing, that's what we did. And of course, I didn't take it on an electric typewriter. Oh, no. Well, we had both. Uh, we, we did both. And, yeah, I think I reached an astounding 17 words a minute or something like that. Actually, I got pretty good. We did, we did it on manual typewriters because of the class I took. It was called beginning typing or something like that. I can't – not keyboarding, folks, typing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it was – it was a manual typewriter. You had to throw the arm to hit the return and all that. Um, I got up to 35, 37 words a minute. Okay. Well, and our typing teacher, this is back in the air quotes, good old days. Uh, he would walk around and, you know, at some point you're supposed to be able to read the uh, the transcript, not look at your hands. And if he caught you looking at your hands while you were walking around, he had this uh, – big old wooden rod that he'd whack down against the table there and scare the crap out of you just to keep you on your toes. They did that actually in the more advanced typing classes. They didn't do it in hours, <laughs> um, and which was good. And my typing teacher, when I learned to type, you know, the ASDF JKL semicolon, 
Those are your home row keys. That's where your fingers go. But I still couldn't quite match that. I was a four-finger typer. So she'd be looking. I'd have my hands on all the keys, you know, doing as I was supposed to do. And even now, I still look at the keyboard when I type sometimes. I, I, I'm not completely a touch typist. Um, but then when she'd turn away, I'd just go back to four fingers. She, <laughs> I, I'd keep an eye on her. <laughs> she was a nice lady. I really liked her. But uh, I just, I, at that point, I still couldn't do, I still wasn't a, you know, a ten-finger typist. Well, and it took me a while because I developed some really bad habits because once I got my first computer, um, I think I've talked about that before too, uh, I bought magazines and typed in programs because I couldn't afford to buy a lot and they had them in the magazines. They were free. All you had to do was type them in, save them to your cassette recorder. And so I did a lot of one-handed typing because you'd type with one hand and then your other hand would be over there with a note card going down the uh, the program there so you could make sure you got the right lines in and uh, you know, air checking, that was uh, a lot of fun, making sure that somewhere along the line uh, you didn't get an E confused with your three, and O's and zeros were uh, oodles of fun. Oh, and yes. Yeah, so and you, you know, miss a semicolon or something like that, and the whole thing crashes. So um, I learned a fair amount of, about debugging um, just typing in computer programs. Yeah, that that will teach you a lot there. I think that when I actually got more into IT and, and programming and stuff like that, that's when I learned to type. I think uh, probably when I was writing RPG is when I really got my skills up because RPG is a uh, an interesting language. Um, and then when I went to COBOL, which is a very verbose language and a uh, as they would say a strong a strongly typed language. Oh my god! Then I re- that that's when my typing skills accelerated rapidly. I mean, when you had to write, uh, what, probably a couple hundred lines of code to adequately describe an input screen for somebody, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you know. Right. It, it paid the bills. Well, that, that's, you got to, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to pay the bills. You got to, you know, make the money so you can buy all your tech toys and yeah, and that's pretty much the reason I got into it originally was to do that. And I, I did, and I still do like to code. I don't get much chance to code anymore. I was, uh, I had some free time a couple weeks ago, and I was sitting down. Uh, what was I typing? I was trying. I had never done a whole lot of Perl, so I was playing around typing, doing some Perl programming. So, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a sad, sad thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, um, you know, I, I mentioned something about uh, doing the job so you can afford your tech toys, and I've been kind of teasing you a little bit here. Yes, you uh, have. Yes, I, I got a you know a new tech toy, and you know it might surprise uh, you know a few people, and you know it's a good thing you're sitting down. But uh, um, last week um, I was keeping an eye on uh, Woot. That's I think Amazon's. Um, uh, I, where they sell overstock stuff and whatever, and refurbished stuff and whatever. And I got lucky, and they had a, a, a computer on there, but it was a Windows computer. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, but it was... Um, uh, it, I've been... Th- I play Windows games, so I've been thinking about a different computer anyway. So the thought's been crossing my mind. I thought I could go one of th- three directions. I could either build my own. Well, I don't build them. I get the parts. I have my son put them together. I just don't like building computers. Once they're built, then I'll go and put the operating system on. That's where I have fun. So I could roll your own route. Or I thought about getting a uh, a laptop, which would be 
uh, portable and I could carry around. Uh, but then the, the third idea that I had crossed my mind is a touch screen because my wife has one upstairs, but she won't let me play with it because I've screwed up too many of her computers. Uh, but I thought it would be fun to you know, play around with a touch screen machine and just see what they're about and how they work. And, you know, Steve Jobs tells us nobody wants to, or told us nobody wants to use a touch screen. Well, I'd rather find it out for myself and just see if there's, you know, certain applications. I don't think you'd want to do it all day. I have messed around with it a little bit. And it's, you know, you, you sit there and you go like this all the time. And uh, it does kind of get a little hard to, oh, now I lost you. Uh, Get, you don't want to be doing that all day long because your arm out in front of you. Now, the nice thing is, now the other thing is, okay, so I finally went I went with the touchscreen uh, computer, but it was a 27-inch, so it's nice. a nice big one, yes, because, you know, for playing games, it doesn't hurt to have a nice big screen. So it's a 27-inch, it's got a uh, i7 uh, quad-core, uh, 2 gigahertz, uh, processor, um, touchscreen uh, monitor. I'm trying to think. I should have brought up the specs here, so I have them all in front of me. 12 gigs of memory. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, a terabyte uh, hard drive, spinning hard drive. Um, but it's not too bad a machine. Um, and uh, it was, like I said, it was on sale at Woot for uh, about $1,000. So I didn't think that was too, too bad. No, that's what brand is it? Uh, it is an HP. Ah, HP. Oh. Yeah, so it's not too bad. I'm trying to look through my. Uh, I'm trying to do two things at once here now. So I'm trying to find my order here so I can pull it up. Um, there we go. An HP NV. Um, yeah, let's see. Touch Smart All in One 27 inch, 180p uh, full touch screen, IPS. Uh, in core, Intel Core i7, uh, 12 gigs DDR3. Uh, it's got a 16 gig SSD, but I think that's just where they put the recovery partition, which to me I seemed like kind of a waste. But yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, Nvidia GeForce uh, uh, graphic card, Bluetooth, and Windows 8.1. Oh, um, okay, that sounds like a decent little machine there. Yeah, it's not bad. And like I say, uh, I I. I do like uh, Mac. I do use Mac, but I do like to dabble in other operating systems. Um, I get around to Linux once in a while, and I should go back and use it more. Um, just, um, But I like dipping in other operating systems, and since I'm kind of the, by default, the, the person that people call in town when they're having problems with their computers, and unfortunately a majority of them are going to be Windows in this town, so I figure I should know something about it. Um, when they call me over, so I don't have to sit there and look completely. Well, I'll look more stupid than I usually do. Uh, but just that, have that some understanding. You look like me. No, I don't know. I don't think I'd be that bad. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just wanted some knowledge of it, and I just wanted to see what Windows Eight is about. I mean, people have talked about it. I just wanted to see if it was what you know everyone was saying about it. So I just wanted to get it and play around with it a little bit, and uh, and it's. For the games that I play, it's you know a pretty good uh, machine. It's uh, only a little bit slower than my MacBook Pro I got upstairs because that's a 2.2 uh, uh, core i7. So they're they're pretty close spec wise. Now, 
uh, I always thought that Apple were, was able to fine-tune their hardware more because they make a specific, specific set of hardware so you can fine-tune it, whereas Windows uh, has to adapt to any piece of hardware that you throw at it. So it, by nature, is going to be a little bulky. Wonky at times. Yeah, weird uh, combinations make it go, you know, haywire. But, um, you know, this, so far, I mean, I like it. It seems to be working pretty good, and uh, I've been playing some games with it. So uh, uh, I'm enjoying myself. And uh, and so I'm using I'm podcasting from here tonight. So um, <clears throat> that way I can have my, uh, my microphone set up down here. Uh, I, can, I have a plug-in. I have a setup that I can use for when we... Uh, you know, podcast here or on Sci-Fi Tech Talk because otherwise and it wasn't a big deal. But I was ringing my laptop down because I go upstairs once in a while, try to spend a little time with my wife. So <laughs> now I got the MacBook upstairs, and I can use that, and then come down here and podcast or play games or whatever. So I have options of what I want to do. You're you're a mobile geek now with a fixed system. Yes, sure, that sounds right. <laughs> well, that does sound pretty cool. I mean, you're you're getting up close to the specs of my uh, iMac here. Mm-hmm. This is a 3.4 gigahertz quad core i7. Um, I think I've only got 16 gigs. Yeah, I've got 16 gigs of RAM in it right now. And I, but I've got a two terabyte hard drive. So and you know, and I was looking at this, and well, okay, it is a little cheap. Um, because on the bottom side down here, behind the monitor and the stand, um, there's a panel that kind of pops off if you move it around. But that way you get access to your memory card and your hard drive. Ah, that's that's cool. So I, you know, I could at some point if I want to. It, it looks like it's fairly simple to get to. Not like you know on the iMac where you got to go and suck your screen off, which I'm never going to do. <laughs> Yeah, that's scary. This one here, all you got to do is tip it back. There's a panel. Uh, and like I say, that, that's a little chintzy, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it looks like, uh, just looking at it, I should research it, but it looks like it's right there. You could just, uh looks like uh, uh, an easy access thing. You can pop it off, take the hard drive out, and you could put a uh, uh, SSD in there. And then this thing, because once I put that SSD in my MacBook, that thing really smoked. So I bet this thing would do really well, too. So, Yeah, it probably would. You know, uh, talking about a Windows PC all-in-one, I don't know if they still make it, but uh, Vizio, the people that made the TV that I have, which I think make good televisions for the price, price point and size that you get, uh, they had a really cool-looking all-in-one PC that they, were, they had produced... It was on the market a year or two ago. I haven't looked as recently to see if they still got it out, but it was a really cool looking. I, I like the the look of the all in one PCs. Um, we still don't use them at uh, work. I mean, that's where most of my Windows work occurs is at my day job that pays the bills. But uh, but I don't. Uh, but we don't have, and I don't. I have. Well, I do have a desktop and I have a laptop both for work. But I don't use my desktop that much, and my desktop's actually. I don't know, eight years old now, but it still does what it needs to do. So they keep saying, do you want an upgrade? And I said, no, it's fine. Leave it alone. I mean, I really only push it, you know, use it a couple times a week. So it doesn't need to be much of a machine. But uh, no, I, I that sounds like a cool machine. I wouldn't mind. Uh, you'll have to get, send a picture of it. You'll have to take a picture of yourself with your new toy. 
Ooh, my. Yeah. And then I kind of, and you, you know, you kind of notice things look a little different here. I got a different chair back here. Uh, it's one that my mom gave me for Christmas oh, several years ago, probably five, six. I don't know. Maybe even we were out in the farm yet. So it might be 15. I don't remember how old it was. But this is, uh, it's a nice, comfortable chair. It's not a desk chair, so it doesn't have wheels on it. But uh, it's kind of, I think it's Queen Anne style. It kind of wraps around. But the nice thing is you can kind of lean back. I'm not going to do it too far, but you can lean back and your, you know, the footrest comes up. So, uh, and then the nice thing is this has got a wireless, this computer's got a wireless keyboard and I went out and bought myself. I like trackballs, not mice so much. So I got a wireless trackball here. Mm-hmm. So I just lean back in the chair and put the uh, keyboard on my lap and I can put the mouse, uh, the trackball over here somewhere, you know, either on my lap or maybe on the armrest. So I can just sit back and get comfortable and, you know, game a little bit on here. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, now now every time I see a gaming mouse, I'm going to think of getting it for you. <laughs> well, my my son has gaming mice, and he went out and bought one of those expensive ones. I don't remember. Was it a Razor? I forget which. Uh, yeah, Razor makes them. I think they're the ones that make the ones that let you balance them yourself. Yeah, that's the one that he got. So he had little weights, and he can put it in there, and I'm what the hell? You know, I just, I've never been, well, of course, they play Call of Duty. They play, you know, um, um, oh, um, what's the one where you shoot prostitutes? Um, oh, Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, 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 that one. Uh, he'll play that, and I'm kind of going, as, when he was a teenager and still living at home yet, I'm kind of going, let's see, my son's running, playing a computer game where they run around on steal cards and shoot prostitutes. Oh, yeah, nothing wrong here. Yeah, um, nothing wrong. Move on here, folks. Nothing to see. Sure. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't going to. Well, I don't know that. And I don't think, you know, he doesn't tell me everything that he does, but in real life, I don't think he's running around stealing cars and shooting prostitutes. So it, there may not be a direct connection there. So No, I, yeah, I don't think so. Well, that's like uh, my, uh, my son started playing uh, 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 Call of Duty on my old original Xbox, and it's the original version of Call oh, not Call of Duty, excuse me, Halo. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that game or not. It's a Microsoft yeah. Xbox exclusive. I think it might you might be able to get it for Windows too. I'm not sure, uh, but he's really enjoying that, and he's already gotten further in the game than I ever got because I lose patience sometimes if I can't get very far in the game. <laughs> well, I don't like to shoot. I have ones that Ryan has. Uh, I used to do uh, Doom and Duke Nukem, and but you know that's where you're. Uh, uh, playing solo, I was going to pl- say playing with yourself, but that would have just not been right. But uh, where you're playing solo, uh, but I, I just don't want to go online because I don't want to get my butt kicked by a you know a seven year old somewhere. So yeah, I know that's uh, Tim Chatton, a friend of the show and a friend of ours. Um, I got Mario Kart Eight. I think I mentioned that on the show at one point for Father's Day this year, and because I, I just love Mario Kart for the Wii, and this is for the Wii U. The graphics are astounding on this game. And I actually got a little motion sickness the first time I played it because of the uh, things it does. Because you'll be driving along and then you're driving upside down. And it's, you know, it still looks right side up, but the world around you is upside down. So it's the motion and the the anti-gravity driving and all. Gets a little freaky at times, but I got past that within about a half hour of playing the game. But Tim wants to play me online against that. And I said, dude... You'll have, I mean, you're half my age. You'll beat my ass in about 15 minutes. <laughs> well, just the fact that he's, uh, what, I, yeah, half our age, literally. Um, 
And the fact, just on reflexes alone, even if he didn't know how to play the game, his reflexes alone would probably, you know, kick, uh, kick our old butts. And so, and the fact that he probably knows how to play the game, yeah. So that's a little intimidating. Yeah, it's all I can do to keep when we play in uh, against each other. When I play against my son, it's all I can do to keep up with him. And he really get, he really gets ticked now if I beat him, and I don't beat him that often anymore. Um, I mean, it'll you know it'll be like we'll finish one two a lot. Or something like that, and, and you know. But if I beat him, oh, he, he's just—he's like, <laughs> like you know, give Dad some credit. I mean, I might be old, but I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, as long as you got some reflexes left, that's a good thing. Yeah, but uh, but I—it's it's a fun game. But I, uh, but yeah, he's playing that. So yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, and I—I I think we mentioned a couple shows ago that yeah, I do like to. Uh, I do, I hesitate to call myself a gamer because it, when you think of gamers, you think a lot of the Call of Duty guys and that kind of stuff. But and you know, I said I like playing the city building games. I think I mentioned Civilization. And I talked about that uh, um, um, banished game that I gotten on Steam, and I still play that one some too. Uh, and then they had a sale. They had Civ Rome on sale, which is from. Uh, I think Sid Meier is the developer of Civilization. I, I bought that one. They had a sale for five bucks. I haven't got around to playing that one yet. But um, I had a game on my tablet, um, and I've been playing it. And I broke down and bought the uh, the, compu- uh, the computer version, and that's Minecraft. Oh, you've delved into that world. Yes. and Well, my kids play it. I know that uh, my uh, Ryan has... Uh, has it for his PlayStation, and um, my daughter and her boyfriend have it on their Xbox, so they play it. And I watched them play it when they, they brought the Xbox home once, and they were upstairs for over Christmas, and they were playing. It, you know, it looked like a pretty cool game, and so then I put it on my uh, uh, Fire tablet and was playing it there. Now that's not quite the full version, I don't think. I should. Uh, they had like pre-made stuff in there, but I've watched them I and you go around, you gather up stuff and you use it to build things. So uh, it took me a while to figure out what I was doing. Cause I only got it last night and I was playing it, but you have to go around and like collect wood and then you have to take the wood and you have to make it in the sticks. And then you have to go around and collect some, then you can make yourself a wooden pick. Um, and then you can go around and start harvesting stone. Well, once you get some stones, you take like a couple sticks and some stones and you make yourself a stone axe. So it'll last longer. You can do more stuff. And you, but you have to go around and basically gather your resources and build stuff. And it's all, you know, block type stuff. Think uh, like Lego block type, you know, construction stuff. But it, it's really kind of neat that you have to get this stuff and, you know, basically make everything. And then uh, I could turn it off, but I thought I'd give it a shot. They have um, creatures that roam around. You can't be outside at night because the creepers will come <laughs> up and kill you. Um, they've got, um, uh, I think, skeletons that will shoot you with uh, arrows. So you kind of have to be careful. There's, you know, all kinds of things out there to be be wary of. There's spiders and uh, I don't know what it is, a zombie or something like that that will blow up. Um, so you kind of have to be on guard. Yeah, I, my, uh, a couple of my kids are into it, and I have the free version on my iPad, um, and they play it some, but, and then they like to watch, uh, we get on YouTube, and they'll watch the Minecraft videos, where people, you know, are doing it through, uh, where they're doing a screen capture, and they're narrating while they're playing the game and all that, so, 
they like to wa- they uh, enjoy watching those videos as much as they do playing the game. I haven't done that yet, and I do know that on the Twit Network there's that OMG Chad that has a Minecraft uh, uh, podcast on there, and I should watch that for some hints and tips to see everything that can be done. And I know that uh, they had. Um, I watched a video that was like oh probably a year or more ago I think somebody had basically built a computer in Minecraft. What it would was be the purpose of that. Uh, there's a purpose. Oh okay okay sorry. <laughs> well, well you build it because you can. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean it's the geek thing you don't do it because there's a reason you do it because okay. you can. All right so now, now you said that and you know what just popped into my hi- my hind no nothing popped into my no hind. no no. <laughs> Hey, dude, what you do in your personal life? What popped into my mind, because of you being a Midwestern, being a farmer, and do it because you can, what movie came to my mind? Hmm. Midwesterner, do it because you can, and uh, farmer. Okay, I give up. Field of Dreams. Kevin oh, Thompson. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's the thing. I don't like sports, but yeah, I, I you know, and that's Iowa. It's close to South Dakota, but yeah, it's a. Oh no, I'm not a baseball fan either. So I mean, but I'm I'm picturing you now plowing under your crops, you know, and putting in a baseball field just because you can. No, you see, to do this metaphor right, I wouldn't be plowing. I'd be out there building myself a pickaxe out of wood and stone, <laughs> and then I would be out there chopping it. Uh, you know, and uh, then building stuff out of blocks, and uh, I don't know what I would build. I'd, uh, I don't know if I'd build a computer. What would I build out there if I was building stuff out of block? Maybe a castle or something, or oh, like a, and then put a moat around it and stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, moat. Oh, yeah, moat. That'd be well. Of course, probably in South Dakota here, trying to keep water in your moat would be kind of tough. It'd all evaporate, but uh, yeah, a moat would be cool, and a drawbridge, and then you're not coming in. You know, I don't want you. King, King Mike is what we'll call you from here on out. Hmm, I like that. This this sort of looks like a throne here, so uh, I'm I'm starting to get into this thing here. Yeah, I, you know, I think from now on when we podcast, we'll do it in video, and and you can wear a crown while you can do it. Well, yeah, you know, and my joke is uh, being the the janitor around the school there. Yeah, uh, sometimes I have to go take my, my my scepter, which is the plunger, and go you know plunge the throne. So you know every <laughs> king has to have his scepter. That's right, and his scepter then feeds into the septic. <laughs> sure, yeah, and you know you oh, you want probably want to hold it this way. You don't want that stuff running down on your hand. <laughs> you don't want it running back down your arm, your elbow, and into your shirt. That's like no, <laughs> that is bad. Yeah, so no, most people would carry their scepters pointing up. I would carry mine pointing down. Yep, that's. Good point. Always point your scepter down in your line of work. Mine yeah. too. Yeah, I always wanted to put a sign over the urinals that says, we aim to please. You aim to please. <laughs> yeah. That's like the one that used to, I had friends when I was growing up had a pool that said, How, you know, welcome to our ool. Notice there's no P in it. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, uh, kind of certain town rivalries or whatever um, up in the town of Aberdeen, which is uh, one of our bigger towns in uh, uh, South Dakota. It was Aberdeen, and then downstream from there was Huron. Um, <laughs> and so they, there would be signs in the bathroom that would say, you know, in Aberdeen that says flush twice, Huron needs the water or something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. 
Well, there used to be, uh, where I live, there's a, in the state of Virginia, for people who don't know, there's a huge college rivalry between uh, Virginia Tech and uh, the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. The Virginia Tech being in Blacksburg. Um, and it's, you know, you're at the game, and a guy from one of the uh, fans from Tech and a fan from UVA go into the restroom. They both use the restroom, and they go to leave, and the Tech guy just starts to walk on out. And the UVA guy stopped there, and he's washing his hands. And he says, well, at UVA, they teach us to wash our hands, uh, you know, after we use the restroom. It's, it, the guy from Tech said, they, at Tech, they teach us not to pee on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard a variation of that one. Yeah, uh, it, it could go anywhere. <laughs> well, and I've heard, like, three guys. It was Harvard, Yale, and then, like, SDSU, South Dakota State University. And it was, you know, Harvard, they... Uh, the one guy would get done at the urinal. He'd go over there and wash his hands all the way up to his elbows. And, you know, at Harvard, uh, you know, they taught us to be thorough. And then the other guy would just go over there and wash real quick. And, you know, at Yale, they taught us to be efficient. And then, you know, and at SDSU, they said, yeah, they taught us not to pee on our hands. So, you know. Yeah. Hey, any school, any kind of competition, you know, you can, you can go any way you want with that one. So. But uh, yeah, that's that's you know you made me think of something else and I already forgot it. Damn, my brain is like a sieve tonight. <laughs> well, there's things I've got. Uh, you know, I suffer from hereafter the disease. I've walked across the school and I go, "What am I hereafter?" Well, have you ever heard Bill Cosby talk about that? I think so, probably. But yeah, go ahead. He's, he he talked about it. He said, "You know, you get up to go, you know as your age, you get up to go do something, and you can't remember what it is." His theory is there's a little button in in your butt. So that because if you get somewhere and you can't remember what it is, as soon as you walk back and sit down in your chair, that button gets pressed and you remember what you were going after. <laughs> well, you see, it all requires you walking back to where you came from. You just couldn't sit down anywhere and activate that button. You got to oh, go no, back to its point of origin. Yeah, you have to go back. It's it's a very localized. I think it has a geolocation device built into the button. Yeah, that was even before geolocation was a thing. That's right. Bill Cosby couldn't adequately describe that in a colloquialism that would make it work for him. Right. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have the technology to do that back then. No. But yet, at the time he recorded that, we did have the technology to build the $6 million man, at least according to what I watched on television. Oh, my. And let's not forget the bionic woman. Yes, that's true. Mm. Parts coming off people left and right and then putting parts back on. I mean... I've been watching him run 60 miles an hour. Yeah, I've been one of the networks uh, runs a lot of the old shows. It's one of the broadcast networks that I can't get, but it comes over my cable system. Uh, they rerun the Bionic Man and uh, the Bionic or Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. I got to get that right. So, do you remember having a? Did you ever have like a Bionic Man figure? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I never did. A friend of mine had one, and you could look through the back of his head, and it had like a little miniature telescope through his head that came out where his eye was. So he had like a peephole in the back of his head. That just sounds, I don't know, wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was he had a bionic eye, remember, Steve? Austin. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it was like, ah. You know, so it, just something about looking through a hole in a guy's head. That just, I don't know, that sounds wrong. Well, it was no worse than uh, what uh, G.I. Joe and uh, the way his hand was permanently fixed so he could pull the trigger on a gun when you used the, the early G.I. Joes were. Yeah, but the problem was those poor guys didn't have any genitals. So, I mean, you know, they, yeah, it they was were, just bad. 
Yeah, they were as much a eunuch as uh, Ken was, and Ken had Barbie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know how that relationship worked. Yeah, I don't either. I think they were just friends. They were. They were just friends. That's it. No friends okay. with benefits, just friends. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, nobody gave them benefits. So. <laughs> That's right. They had nothing to benefit from. <laughs> this is true. And I used to get out my sister's Ken doll and have uh, G.I. Joe kick his butt on a regular basis. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I saw some of the outfits that Ken wore. I think he had deserve have, deserved to have his butt kicked. So, Oh, you didn't think he looked good in his dress white? Or not dress white, but his white tuxedo? He was a little preppy. Yeah, he was. A little, he was even preppy before preppy was the thing. Yeah, and preppy should never have been a thing. Yeah. I, yeah, because I remember school, you had the preps, you had the jocks, you had the dweebs, you know, and then you had the farmers. We didn't have the sportos or sport heads or something like they called them. Um, I think I was a click of one. I think I was probably the nerd. Uh, but then, yeah, you kind of had the jocks. You kind of had the, well, it, oh, I guess a few farmers, uh, kind of the troublemakers. It would, of course, there's only 20 kids in the whole class. You couldn't, I mean, in, the, in my class, there was probably about 100 kids in the whole high school. You couldn't have a whole lot of uh, uh, groups there. So yeah. sometimes I was a click of one. Oh, yeah. Now, see, we had, my high school had, we had, what, about 1,200 kids. But we were serving almost an entire third of the county I grew up in. So, I mean, they were bringing kids in from, we would bust them in from the next county over just to fill up the school. Well, we bust them in too, and um, yeah, and some of the biggest arguments we had around here is when some because um, I was one of the in my family, I was the only kid that never attended a country school. Uh, all the rest of them, there was a country school around the corner from the farm there, so there was you know maybe five, six, seven kids of various grades up through eighth grade that would go to the country school. Uh, so I was the only one of the kids because of that age difference between me and everyone else that didn't go to that country school. Um, I went to Willow Lake all the time, but some of the biggest uh, fights that was in this county was when they started closing up a lot of these small town schools and country schools and started consolidating because nobody, everybody wanted that the school in their town because, well, I mean, it, it is a source of income. You got people coming into work and, you know, tax, you know, revenue and the school spends money in town and everything. And you lose that. You do lose uh, for these small towns. You did lose something there. So um, they were pretty passionate about it. And uh, I know one lady, oh, she, I mean, even years after they closed the school, she was still torqued off about that. And, yeah, no, we, I mean, there was, it's funny though, the county I grew up in, there was four high schools in the county when I grew up. And when it came to sports, you know, you com- you had those four schools and you combined with three or four counties around us to, to have like, you know, 12 or 15 schools in a sports district. Well, now that county has grown so much that that county is its own sports district. There are like 14 high schools in the one county where I grew up. There was four there. <laughs> Yeah, and you see, our uh, our schools are going the opposite direction, where they keep getting smaller. They uh, Clark is actually combined with my hometown of Willow Lake for sports. They're co-oping in sports. They're still two separate schools, but they're co-oping for sports, and so. Back when I was growing up, the joke was always that the Clark guys would come down and you know shoot our women and rape our dogs. But you know now the kids nowadays it's all one big happy family and you know they're all one team and then you know and then they're making it work. That's you know some of us old farts are still kind of you know Clark or you know Willow you know whatever and uh, that kind of 
you know, nonsense, really, I guess. But, you know, you do kind of feel passionate uh, for where you grew up. Yeah, I don't anymore. Mm. <laughs> I would, it was funny because I, I mean, because I've lived where I've lived almost half my life where I live now. You know, I grew up in one place and I moved to where I am now, which is, you know, 30 miles distant. So this is my home now. I don't consider where I grew up my home anymore. Plus, it looks nothing like it did when I grew up over there. So, oh yeah, I mean, ours is shrunk. Our, my town has shrunk. Willow Lake has gotten smaller. Businesses have closed. People have moved on. So, but there's just that uh, uh, something about. Well, let's put it this way: my hometown, Willow Lake, is a little. Uh, I don't want to say weird, but we're passionate. Because uh, we have an alumni association for the high school, and I think I got—I don't remember exactly what our claim to fame is. I think it's something along the lines of the oldest continuously active high school alumni association in the country. Oh wow! Yeah, because uh, a couple years ago we celebrated the hundredth anniversary of the alumni, um, and I mean it meets every year. Some of these schools have like, you know, five-year reunions or whatever. No, we have an alumni meeting every year. There's usually, uh, well, as, you know, populations that have dropped off, so is the population of the alumni. But it's still, you know, two, three hundred people show up every year out of a uh, town that had a population of, you know, three, four hundred. You know, it's probably a little less than that now. Maybe it's down to two hundred. I don't know what the current population is. But, you know, we these people all come back once a year uh, over Memorial Day weekend, except when uh, the 4th of July falls on a Saturday. So it's like every fifth year. It'll be on the 4th of July weekend. But they all come back. They have the alumni banquet. We have the alumni dance. Uh, yeah, it's a big thing in Willow Lake. I mean, that's probably where uh, the, uh, the the bar in Willow Lake most, makes most of its income is that uh, over the alumni because you got everyone is like hey you know come over I'll buy you a drink and so you know it's a real social uh, um, event for us and it's just something about it's just that kind of passionate thing that because uh, you know when you I know people from outside of will like look at us like we're weird or something but it's just that's that's kind of our passionate thing that it, it's given us a sense of community it has given us a sense of pride and, and a purpose because uh you know that everybody pays dues and so there's money there and uh, the alumni will turn around and buy stuff for the school and i think one year i remember going to the meeting and they said something about uh, they told the alumni to quit buying tables and chairs for the school because they had enough. When was the last <laughs> time a school turned down anything like that? Yeah, but, really. And yeah, I mean, we have an, I mean, the high school I graduated, they have the alumni, but when they keep after me, I go, no, I don't want to be part of it. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I, cause I graduated high school, what, 30 some odd years ago now. I can't remember anymore. Well, you're about the same age as me, so it should be 34. I assume uh, 1980. No, I didn't get out till 81 because of the way the age restrictions went around here. Okay. I would have been 80. If my birthday had been two day, four days earlier, I would have gotten out in 1980. But okay. because of that, I had to start school late. Okay. And you see, one of the guys that I graduated with, because of the way it fell, and I think they changed it after we started kindergarten, um, he was actually like 16 years old when he started his senior year. Oh, wow. He was really young. <laughs> well, yeah, because his birthday is in like October. 
And so I think, like I said, they changed it after we started. I think they moved it back. You got to be like, I don't know, five or whatever it was years old to start kindergarten in, I want to say September or August, somewhere in there. But like I say, at that time, it was um, October or something like that. So he made it in there. So, uh, yeah, so he was um, was 16 years old for, oh, well, like two, three months after school started. And he was 17 years old when he graduated high school. See, I was almost 18 in my senior year, which made me really popular because in Virginia at that point, <laughs> I could buy beer. <laughs> yes, I got real popular. Um, well, a lot of us got real popular. Those who had birthdays at the beginning of the year, like January, and mine is like February. So, yeah, there'd be like, hey, you want to go in and you know buy? And back then, it wasn't as... It was a lot more laid back than it is now. It was also 18, uh, 18 to buy three, two beer, and then the hard liquor was uh, 21 years old. So you could go in and buy beer when you were still in high school yet. And the one bar in Will Lake, I don't think the guy was – well, back then there wasn't any – well, there was probably penalties, but they weren't strictly enforced for selling to underage stuff. So as long as you kind of looked 18, you didn't really bother to check your ID, so – well, my advantage too was we live. I live close enough to West Virginia that it wasn't a uh, short drive that I could buy liquor in West Virginia at the age of eighteen, and I would go over there with my varsity letter jacket on and go into the liquor store and buy liquor. Yeah, I bet your sports team was proud of that. Hey, you know, go Vikings! That's all I can say. <laughs> You're a Viking, and I'm a pirate. Yeah, we'll we like pi- I, I'm trying to figure out why they called us pirates because we're in the middle of South Dakota, but you know. Yeah, we were the Valley Vikings, is what we were called. Okay, yeah, and so every day on like Pirate Day, I I, I can talk legitimately talk like a pirate because I graduated from Willow Lake. I'm a pirate. Arr. Yes. So, well, I think we started to devolve down into nothingness here. <laughs> I think so. We kind of took a left turn at. Who cares and went down from there? Yeah, so. I don't even think Horton can hear our who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're kind of we're done. Stick a fork in us. Yep, that's it. Well, folks, thank you for putting up with our ramblings today. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. And I promise it won't take me two weeks to get this show edited. <laughs> so you might get a couple shows really quickly here, folks. And if anybody's to blame, it's me. Again, we've taken away geek points from Mark because hell, that's what we do around here. But uh, before we go, Mike, why don't you tell the listeners, if they don't already know, where they can find you out or find out about you? Well, I try not to be found out. But um, <laughs> if you want to know what uh, – I, uh, I got my other podcast, Sci-Fi Tech Talk. You can tech, uh, stop over and see what uh, Julie and Jeff and I are talking about. And I think this week we're going to do silent running. We, we have taken about a month off because with people traveling and, and uh, nerdtacular and all that stuff. We've, uh, but last week we did put out an episode. We called it the State of Sci-Fi Tech. And uh, just kind of the, the tech that we see in science fiction novels and how does it relate to uh, the world around us and what we're seeing. So that was last week. This week we'll do silent running. But if you want to check us out, we're over at SciFiTechTalk.com. Com. And uh, sometimes I actually tweet things on Twitter, and sometimes it's almost amusing. Uh, but I can be found there at DSC Chipman, and I have an all about me page to, uh, where I, the other things I do. So that's about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. That's good. And as I said many times before, if you haven't listened to Sci Fi Tech Talk, please go over and have give a listen because I thoroughly enjoy that. It's it's tech without being 
so tech focused because I mean people will get burnt out on constant tech shows, but this is the kind of tech that you can really enjoy. It. And they, speaking of which, I see the three of you all finally got to meet in person. Yes, we had our uh, yeah, all three of us finally met in one spot. So that was a unique uh, uh, thing because Julie and I have met before because she's about three hours away in Fargo, but uh, Jeff's way over there in uh, Toronto, Canada. But uh, him and his friend Pierre, they drove out to uh, Salt Lake for Nerdtacular, and Julie uh, flew from Fargo out to Seattle for a WordCamp conference and then stopped at Salt Lake on the way back. So those two hung out there, but then Jeff kind of realized that driving his motorcycle back, he was going to drive right through the town of Clark. Well, there's no way that you know he could drive through without everyone. And then Julie uh, flew back to Fargo and then drove down on her motorcycle. So we had like three motorcycles sitting out in front of the house. And with me and my uh, the tattoos that I got, people probably thought I was going to join a motorcycle gang or something weird here. But um, we all got together. We had a great time. We talked about we had plans, but after with them and uh, all their driving, it's just it was just good to sit around and chew the fat and ha- talk about some things and about the show maybe and about you know our lives or whatever and just have a good good old conversation. So I really enjoyed it and hopefully sometime we can do it again. Yeah, I saw the picture of the three of you guys together and uh, that was uh, kind of heartwarming to see. There, I mean, of course, I know you and Julie pretty well. I've only chatted a little bit with Jeff on Twitter, but. Uh, uh, I do I do know you and Julie pretty well because I've podcasted, I've done a few shows with you, and then I've done a few shows with Julie too. So, uh, but yeah, please folks go over and have a listen to uh, Sci Fi Tech Talk if you have. And the, my favorite part is they have lots of cool space junk there that you can buy. Real cool space junk. There you go. So, uh, folks, uh, that'll wrap it up. If you want to find out more about me, probably the best thing to do is follow me on Twitter at twitter.com. Uh, forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or you can uh, go over to uh, my about.me page uh, about.me slash Kevin Alder that's two L's Mike has two E's, I have two L's I'm not going to let him get ahead of me folks (laughs) Um, and if uh, you want to find out more about the show, leave us a comment Uh, say you do like us say you don't like us, think we're you know, we're nuts, we're crazy we're funny, we're good where uh, we should be taken out and hung, whatever it is, please go over and uh, uh, to geekiestshowever.com and you can leave comments and send us feedback there. So that'll wrap us up for this week. So we thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed the time you spent with us, despite our endless ramblings. But uh, we'll be back next week with a new show and some new material maybe. We'll see. But between now and next week, please don't forget to hug a geek. Are you into video games? Well, check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. There's Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam. Whether you love Mario, love Halo, love Crash Bandicoot, or just love some good old-fashioned PC gaming, make sure to check out one of the many club podcasts here on the Stoplight Network. These shows are weekly shows where we'll catch up on what we're playing, what uh, news stories are on that platform this week, and much, much more, all revolving around the wonderful world of video games. So check out Club Nintendo, Club PlayStation, Club Xbox, and Club Steam right here on the Stoplight Network. Mm-hmm.